Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. By the way, when you do countdowns, you're supposed to be like like a metronome, like three, two, one. You don't do three, two, one, or whatever you just did. I, fuck you, I will count down <laughs> how that, I want to count maybe down. Maybe that's why the, uh, the Fresh Prince of Las Vegas audio had to be tweaked a little bit, because your timing was a little... I had to chop it up here and there. Well, no, so... so I actually wasn't trying. So, so there, I, I tried to record it on beat at first, and then I realized there was a couple things. Like Sin City was, it's just too many syllables. So, like that by itself was fucking the beat up. And then I was trying to do different intonations and trying to make him sound like a little bit more, uh, sort of like you know Staten Island Italian at points. And then I was sort of losing the beat. And then I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just not going to worry about that. I think it'll be more entertaining. If I can like do the voices, more logic. Yeah, does that I make sense? I understand your I understand your uh, reasoning, but I have a more realistic explanation as to why it sounded like kind of offbeat, and it's just because you're white mm-hmm. <laughs> and have no rhythm. That's all it is. <laughs> nah, so I don't think white is part of it. I think I think it's because when I grew up i just did not listen to music like at all ah okay makes sense i do think i think going back to the, the white thing I, that is a cultural thing like i think like what a lot of like quote-unquote white people music is not as much uh-huh. beat and rhythm driven so you just don't you the don't get an ear for that music, um, like they didn't they didn't have like records and shit playing not at all no. not at all my my mom never listens to music my dad listens to like opera oh a little bit and he watches ballet. Oh shit! Yeah, so you're not into opera or ballet or like or musicals or you know uh, plays or anything that like that. I like musicals fine, but no, ballet is not. It's it's like telling the story through dance. I'm like, no, I want you to tell a story through words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that format that a little bit better. That off Broadway show we saw fine, that your parents you. treated us to that was a fucking awesome. Oh, that was show. hilarious. That was, that was a great time. Avenue Q. I think it, it it finally. I think it was this past year. It, it finally finished its run. That yeah, it was a good show. I had a good time that night. That night we had amazing dinner. I remember having like a bomb ass steak and then going to that. It was like fuck. Talk about a fucking beautiful day in fucking New York. I I still remember the one song, like one of the opening numbers from the Avenue Q, <laughs> because it, it it's like the little puppet and he's and he's singing. He's like, he's like, what do you do with a BA in English? What is my life supposed to be? And I get so excited. I'm like, oh my god, fuck! I'm gonna have a B in English. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. Like this is gonna answer all the questions for me. And then he goes, four years of college and plenty of knowledge has earned me this useless degree. And I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker! Is it just me? Is it just <laughs> got me my do, I, do I recall like one, like the the closing song was like everybody has AIDS, 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 or is that South Park? It, for some reason, it's that, that's. No, that's 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 um. It's not even South Park. That's uh, Team America. Oh, okay. World Police. Never mind. I I wanted to. I imagine. And, that, and that's one of the opening songs. I imagined it like being part of like the that uh, Avenue Q show, but maybe I'm. Because it was supposed to be like Rent, but like well, a spoof with puppets. Yeah. Yep. That was that was Team America. World Police. However, uh, I don't know if you you know this. I don't think South Park guys had anything to do with that show, but they. Did I believe co-write the Book of Mormon? 
which is hilarious as well. I have not seen I, that. Uh, I highly recommend it. That, that's still touring. That show is very, very funny. Um, South Park guys have a weird love-hate relationship with the Mormons, but... Uh, all right, let's 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 get sure. into it. I think yeah. I think I'm ready and warmed up. This episode of the Degenerates Clubhouse is brought to you by the Pfizer vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine. It's a lot like your. It's a, <laughs> oh my god! Fuck! I w- you can leave that one in. Okay. Third time's the charm. You ready? This episode is brought to you by the Pfizer vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine. It's a lot like your ex girlfriend when you first met. The Pfizer vaccine seemed miraculous. It was going to change your life. Then you found out the Pfizer vaccine was a cold, frigid bitch that had to be stored at negative 80-degree temperatures. Hey, Pfizer vaccine, you want to go on a day trip to the beach? No, I'm going to sit in this industrial-grade ultra-cold freezer and talk shit about all your friends. And then, when the Pfizer vaccine finally got inside, it changed you. It heightened your immune system and made you much, much more guarded as a person. And you wondered... Was it really worth letting the Pfizer vaccine in? Because, you know, you never actually got inside the (laughs) Pfizer vaccine. But then you realize, yes, it was worth it. Because it was only after the Pfizer vaccine was gone that you understood how much it did for you. It made you a stronger person. And maybe you were acting like a fucking child. And maybe your friends who said the Pfizer vaccine was bad for you were assholes. And they didn't have your best interests at heart. (gasps) I love you, Pfizer vaccine. You were the best messenger, single-strand ribonucleic acid vaccine a man could ask for. It'll never get over you. What? There's a younger, a hotter vaccine named Moderna? Is she, uh, is she seeing anyone? Oh, oh, she's going steady with the elderly population and frontline medical workers right now? Well... You let me know if they break up, because I'm next in line. <laughs> this episode of the Degenerous Clubhouse was brought to you by the Pfizer vaccine. And also Moderna, apparently. That was good. I liked that one. That was funny. Thank you. I, I think as long as I can keep coming up with those, I think that's a, that's a, a fun way to open the show. Um, and that, that one actually did not... It was weird. I was, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I mean, all, all week since the last one, just, you know, not like 24-7, but it would pop up. Oh, what should I do? No, that's dumb. And uh, it was only until it was like a half an hour before we were going to record. I'm like, fuck, okay, I have to just go with something. I, mean, I will pick something and then I'll somehow try to make it a little bit funny. And the Pfizer vaccine popped up. So anyhow, I, lo- I like this segment. Um, and I, re- I definitely, I loved doing Ask Reddit. Uh, last week, I don't know how you felt <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, I liked all of the stuff that we did. I was kind of, I was like, I, I could do that all day. Um, I, I didn't initially. I didn't like um, how the fictitious, what's new on Netflix thing, but but once I did, you know, once we finished the episode and I played it back, listened to it, and then we went and did the actual Fresh Prince of Las Vegas theme song. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, now I appreciate it a hell of a lot more. But again, we're, we're content creator. That's why, that's our babies. We, I don't know, it was funny. Um, the Well, the thing that, that the Fresh Prince segment really made me realize is it, I want a actual theme song oh, for the podcast. Okay. I, I think our, our British guy intro is good, but you know what? There's just something about a theme song. The hits a little bit different. You hear it, you get all happy if it's a good catchy one. So 
that might take a little little while, but I'm definitely going to start thinking about a uh, a theme song. And I was already I, I I'm not going to lie. I spent at least 45 minutes trying to think of good <laughs> good rhymes for degenerates and clubhouse. Oh, they, they were not that. It's tough. Yeah. It has to be all approximate lines. So like so like uh, irreverent. That's a good one because that kind of fits with the theme of the show and it, irreverent degenerates. Inconsiderate degenerates. Know, you have to have kind of slant rhymes. I can do it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I like I, Armando. Like I I have a BA in English <laughs> from Whittier College. I am a master wordsmith. So says my sh- fucking worthless uh, documentation of a of a degree. So don't you doubt me for a second. Gotcha. Understood. I was instructed by such visionary thinkers as. Professor Charles Adams and Professor Sean Morris of Whittier College fame. So I can write a theme song. Okay. You can come up with the lyrics, but let me be in charge of the music and the production stuff. Yeah. We can talk sure. about that sure. more off air, but like, yeah, I want to, I definitely want to figure out the, um, the genre and stuff before I start writing. Cause the, the lyrics will probably reflect what the music and things sound like. We can figure that sure. out later. Um, but it's definitely, it definitely was rewarding that the, I felt like the first time we tried new segments, uh, they hit more than they missed. I mean, I think we'll we'll definitely get better as we go, but I enjoyed it. So, with uh, with that being said, let's let's jump into Ask Reddit. Do you have a Reddit question for us? I do, I do. So after our last one, I was like, okay, I when you when you pose the uh, the theme, the recurring theme idea, I wasn't really super prepared, but this time I did. After the last one, I was like, ah. I felt kind of my questions were kind of soft and weak. I spent more time in actually digging through Ask Reddit to find some some ones that I thought have plenty of built-in entertainment value. So we'll see how this goes. The first one, okay. Uh, the first one, it, uh, Ask Reddit was, "What weird thing would you make socially acceptable if you could?" Interesting. So unlike so unlike uh, last week, where I I'd seen. A couple of the questions in advance, those are ones I picked. I haven't seen uh, these at all. These are, these are ones that you've picked. So was there something for you that popped into mind? Yeah, I have an answer for sure. Um, you want me to give you my answer okay. first and maybe it gives you an idea? Okay. Yeah. My answer was to be able to make uh, snarky comments to girls that are fishing for compliments, like on Instagram, face on social media. Like you should be allowed to make snarky comments when – like if they take a picture on Instagram and ninety percent of the pictures are tits, like you should be able mm-hmm. to like, I wouldn't say like make a cat call like a dirty, like, like don't call them sluts like that's like don't 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 be disrespectful but still be able to be like ha ha ha, here's a new fishing pole for your compliment or something. You should be able to make comments like that and not feel like a dick for doing it. Like you should be able to make fun of them, like it's obviously what they're doing. Yes. So you should be able to like make a joke about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So much of social media and, um, you know, uh, what women put them like they pre- they put out presentation that isn't really really them. They put like mm-hmm. they they put a front on social media of who they are supposed to be or who they think they are or whatever. It's like, come on. Well, I think a lot of people, not just women, do that. To be fair. But but you are correct. What, there is a very specific way that a subgroup of women that you're talking about do it, and that you're taking issue with that false that particular false presentation. Is that correct? Yeah. 
Sure, that's a smart, smarter way of saying it, but yeah. So I, I do have some thoughts about that. I mean, so first of all, uh, I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, a, 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 not, I shouldn't say a lot of time. I spend a high amount of time uh, of my percentage using Instagram where I will start writing a snarky or mean comment and then I'm like, you know what? No, this is really not yeah. worth it. Let me just delete that. Um and I really that sometimes that does does come up with uh, with women. I don't think I follow any of those type of accounts that you're talking about. Um, I don't follow them. They just show up on my feed. You know how like you have that search function to like look for new or browse. Oh yeah, I don't I don't ever use that. Um, but I do well, I, I do I do follow uh, multiple uh, female MMA oh, yeah. fighters, and some of them do post those type uh-huh. of pictures. Uh, and then. Besides the the my 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 like uh weird like I don't know what to call it like my indulgent accounts like uh there's definitely some female accounts that people follow that were they're just like oh this is for eye candy yeah. I'm gonna see a hot girl you know with her tits and her ass popping out jump on my feed and I'm gonna get like a a little a little little stirring in my dick for a second oh, yeah. oh that feels good okay now I scroll on to the next picture um I don't. I don't follow any of the type of accounts that you're talking about for that. But if I'm being completely honest, I, I do follow, I do follow a couple of, I think they're decathletes okay. where they also play into it. Cause they're, they're like extremely attractive and they're also like excellent athletes. And they figured out, Oh, if I market myself a little bit more for being hot, yeah then I can get better equipment sponsors and they'll give me money. And I'm like, okay, I'm along for this ride. Um, and I think I, I'm trying to remember their names. There's, there's two accounts I follow like that. And sometimes there, yeah, there is a line. I understand what you're saying where it's like, oh, the, the, okay. They, you know, spent some extra time on the production of this picture. They got the posing right. That's cute to, oh, wow. Like you're just going a little bit overboard. And that's one where I will start, I'll start, writing something that's a little bit snarky and I'm like no you know what fuck it like let let them have that I, I the only time where I will really get mean spirited I was going to say vicious I don't think I ever really get to to vicious level but where I will get mean spirited is what a post where someone else there someone else is trying to put uh, they're you know they're they're being mean spirited they're trying to put yeah. somebody else down they're taping the swipe at someone else and then I'm like oh oh so you, we've established the, the rules of engagement here. Okay, like gloves yeah. are off. Here we go. And usually, usually the way that that plays out is it's like stupid MMA fans in, in the comment sections being assholes talking shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Buckle up because I guarantee you I'm way better at talking shit than you are. Get ready for this. And uh, there's there have been some, some interesting exchanges. Um but I don't, I don't know, man. I, I never, I understand what you're saying. I just don't ever actually make those posts. And there are some, there are some, there are some that are like, okay, like I understand, like the, like you're talking about the athletes that like they do the sexy photos here and there because they get better sponsors, et cetera. But when they're like a complete and total nobody, right? That they don't have, they don't, mm-hmm. that's not their careers, not based on whatever fitness or whatever. Like there's a lot of these that flood. Again, on not in my I don't follow these people, but they they flood on like my Instagram or whatever, where it'll be like girls straight up wearing 
next to nothing, and then and it's just like they're twerking their ass. And then it's like, what? How the fuck did you? Like, why are you showing up on my feed? Like, I don't want. Like, and I don't want to give them. Like, you like you want to like leave a comment. I hold every single impulse because that's like, like I don't do it because that probably feeds their like the attention that they want to get. You know what I mean? So I just kind of bite my lip and be like, oh, you fucking. Like I think to myself, I know what you're doing. I know what you're after. Sorry, but no thanks. You're not like they don't. They don't. I don't give them that attention. I don't leave comments. I just kind of like, uh, I block them or something. You know what I mean? I I get what you exactly. That, I mean that's what I do for accounts that I don't want to see or it annoys me. I'm like, oh, I can just block it and then never have to see that again. And for those types i'm like the, the question i always ask myself on instagram is just like okay who who is this person like really hurting are they tr- trying to be mean-spirited or go after someone and if the answer is no and they're just they you know getting getting a bunch of guys drooling over them makes them feel better like cool like that's that's their prerogative and and I, maybe i don't want to be a part of that but i don't feel the need to like tear them down um so but i feel you should be able to prod and make fun of them that's probably the difference i'm not saying like like just like let them know hey i, I i'm in on the joke you know what i mean like i know what you're doing ha 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 yeah you know how ha, you know good for you i guess but it's it's kind of i don't know like you know like the one that popped like popped up there's a couple that mma chicks that do it like blatantly like uh marina morose um she's got like she's she, uh-huh. she's damn near flat chest like she's got some boobies she's got like a's right maybe b i don't know they're little they're little boobies but like she accentuates like she'll like do like the where like you take your shoulders and you shrug them together to make yourself have like a bigger cleavage type like she does those shots where it's like come on like like who are you kidding we've seen you fight we've seen you wear your fight kit we know what you actually look like but you're like you're like you're you're desperately trying to accentuate what you don't have to get that attention. Does that make sense? It, it does. Um, but then, again, I feel like you got to get into the psychology of it a little bit, right? Because, um, well, so, for, so first of all, I do want to remind you that, yes, you've seen their, their, uh, them in their fight kit. They're all wearing sports bras when they're fighting, which makes their their uh, tits look like significantly smaller. That's how a sports bra works. Yeah, some of them, some of them make them look squishier and bigger i'm just i'm just t- <laughs> sports bras are going to comp- compact breasts and keep them from moving around and if they don't then they're not an effective sports bra that's just how they're designed but a lot yeah a lot of women who go into fighting have have smaller chests and a lot of them are a little bit self-conscious about it it was kind of hilarious like one of the, the last full episodes of the ultimate fighter that was like the the ufc reality show um, that I watched, it was with all the uh, the female straw weights in it, and this I mean this was old back, and I remember Angela Hill, tough twenty. I think it was even before that. It was it was the one. No, it was twenty. Wh- whatever. It was the one where um, a- Angela Hill w- was in the house, and they were having like uh, kind of an end around conversation about that. And part one of the reasons I always think Angela Hill is hilarious is because she'll just say shit that other people won't. And she was just like, what are you talking about? Like, we all have tiny titties. Like, get over it. 
And like they like some of them, who was it? I think it was like Felice Herrick heard that and her her face looked so offended. <laughs> Where she's like, no, I don't have tiny titties. I've got big, beautiful titties, and, and I'm hot and sexy, and you don't say anything otherwise. God damn you, Angela Hill, you're a terrible. Like that was that was my uh, me probably reading into a lot from like a two second look on her yeah. face. But yeah, that was that was my interpretation of that look, and I think a lot of um, a lot of people who post things on Instagram are doing it because they do have kind of like an insecurity about something, um, you know, for, I think for a lot of guys who <laughs> were posting like gym selfies at the perfect angle, like yeah. they, they're like, yeah, I'm like small and I'm not actually that strong. And I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to post this photo where it, it looks like my biceps like twice as big as it is. And like the angles sort of shooting up. So I look like I'm not only five foot six, you know, tall and, <laughs> And for the women, they've got a lot of, uh, a lot of, I mean, girls from very early on will get some, um, body image like issues and they can be very insecure about the way their bodies look in a way that guys just aren't. And I think a lot of those female fighters that you're talking about, they are, they are kind of insecure cause they, they're like, yeah, I know I got small titties. Like I wish I, I mean, some of them w- w- were insecure that they had small titties, wish that they had big titties. And then they're like, you know what? There's a medical procedure that oh, can a fix lot of them that. Have. I, which, which I will take full advantage of. Um, Sarah Goldie. But yeah, some of them w- that you're talking about where it's like, yeah, she, she's, she's posting an idealized version of herself where her breasts look a little bit bigger cause it makes her feel better about herself and I, if I, again, who knows if that's what's actually happening? But I don't want to be the one who who like goes and like bursts that little little bubble and and is just mean for no reason. So again, I understand what you're saying, but I I do try to reserve those type of comments for um, for situations where I feel like someone is, is just being an asshole or mean, which does happen. Yeah. And in that case, you know, the poison pen comes out. Okay, uh, what? Uh, so that now your turn to answer the question. What weird thing would you make socially acceptable if you could? Um, well, this is one where like I feel like it is sort of socially acceptable, but it was something that always bothered me. And when the pandemic is over, I do not want it to go back the way it was. So it, it's not, I, I hate it. I always hate it when someone is standing right behind me in line. It drives me nuts. Like. Um, and I don't know why I have this instinct, but I do not like someone to be close enough where like they could just punch me in the back yeah, of the head space bubble. and I wouldn't see it. Um, and it's weird cause it wasn't like I grew up in like a super tough neighborhood. Like I wasn't getting jumped from behind. Uh, I, I okay. I, I should rephrase. I only can remember getting jumped from behind growing up once. Um, and it wasn't like a prolonged thing. It was like someone ran up behind me and like shoved me. And that was it. But I just still have this this instinct of like, if someone is that close to me, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. So pre pre pandemic, I was usually standing with like a hip to the cash register, a register, a hip to the person behind me, like so I could see both of them at the same time. And it's just like, why are you standing so fucking close to me? And like, I still I still do that. I don't, you know, and I and you know, of course, most stores you go into. Uh, right now are marked where it's like, this is where I stand. This is where you stand. Yeah. And I've done it a couple of times where people are not paying attention and they get close. I'm like, 
hey, would you mind going back behind that line? And I'm like, fuck, thank, thank God that line was there. Because if it wasn't, you get this weird situation where you're like, you're like, hey, would you mind taking four steps back? And they're like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Why? But what's funny is that people, like, if you, like, I think, I think to agree that some people are, like, if you make that comment, like, you're standing in line, they got those little circles you're supposed to stand in or whatever, and you tell them, excuse me, sir, can you take a step back or two, like, you know. I think those people think, oh, Aaron's being rude. When in fact, you're like, no, motherfucker. Number one, respect my personal space. Number two, it's COVID time, so fuck you. Back off. But those people, their instinct is like, oh, this guy's being rude. Like, no, you're, no. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, and and it it, it sucks to, to have that worldview. Because I think the problem is a lot of people aren't thinking like, Oh, there there are crazy motherfuckers out there who might just freak out and hit you in the back of the head. Like they don't see the world like yeah. that. So from them, they're like, "What? What's your problem? Why are you? You know, I'm just standing in line." But if you have that survival instinct, where you're like, some psycho might flip out and kick you in the back of the head, it's just really unsettling. And I think, I think part of the reason. Um, I have that instinct is because I I might be one of those psychos if I'm being completely honest because I've never done it, but there have been many times where I've been standing in a, in a line behind someone who takes a phone call and then starts loudly (laughs) talking. That's my mom. Okay. Here's, here's, here's what should be socially acceptable. Someone takes a, a phone call and starts loudly talking and I suddenly like Mirko Crow Cop highlights start flashing through my head of just those like knockout head kicks because, and I just am sitting there fantasizing about just doing a big like roundhouse head kick, like right smashing their phone into the ear. Um, I've never done it. You should, yeah. I don't plan to, but I think, I think if somebody, this should be socially acceptable. If somebody takes a phone call in, in a line, starts loudly talking and particularly, like, I just like get some phones. Like, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Did you get? Uh, I'm getting the hemorrhoid cream for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. The, it's like really, it's really flared up. Oh, is it messy? Is it like, yeah. my like, Jesus Christ? Like, you should you should be able to smack them in the back of the head. Not not hard enough to concuss. You know, not hard enough to knock them over. Maybe maybe just like a like a like right on the side of the ear, so their head rings a little bit. Just or a, knock their or knock their hand where they drop the phone or something. I yeah. got another one that I just thought of while you were saying that, because um, I, I sometimes I go to the supermarket on my own and I go on only to buy a few items, right? You know, two, three, four things that I mm-hmm. need to get. Like today, I need to get toothbrush, toothpaste, and uh, deodorant. Like all, all three hammered. No, <laughs> all, all three of those things were running low. I was like, okay, I'll go and and buy some. Uh, all right, you keep your secrets, Mondo. It's okay. So I, I go to the uh, the I guess the express line, the fifteen items or less line, and there's there's one lady that's got. Like fucking 30, 40 different items there. And I'm not saying like like she's got five of one thing, you know. Like I to me you could, that counts. Like if she's got like five two liters cans of Coke or whatever, I'm like, that counts as one item. Sure, why not? But I'm I'm saying she's got like thirty different items. Like she's got like a bag of this, a bag of that, whatever, whatever. But she's in the fifteen items or less line, and I'm like kind of in a hurry. I think it should be socially acceptable to be like, you know what, motherfucker, excuse me, cash register lady. She's got more than 30 items. Make this bitch get in the other line. I'm in a hurry. Like, I think it should be okay to, to tell her that. Does that make sense? Yes. But yeah, you know, 
And some people, some people are considered, and they'll just be like, "Oh, like this person yeah. has way less than me." And they'll just let no, you go. No, not this person. This person was oblivious, didn't mm. give two fucks. I think the cash register lady should have stepped in and be like, "Ma'am, you've got more than fifteen items. I'm gonna have to ask you to wait until everybody else passes you up, or you can get in another line or something." Ar- Armando, may, may, let me let me real quick j- just to to go back to what you were saying about uh-huh. the, the comments on Instagram. Okay. Uh, this 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 was this was just an exchange. This was again an MMA fan uh, who posted on some. He he wrote in the comment sections uh, to someone's post in the group chat I'm in, and this is this is these are the sort of exchanges that I, I will get in that are amusing to me. Okay. Um, I don't know if this will be as amusing to everybody else, but he posts in the comment section of my you know my friend's post. Uh, oh, by the way, his his name is. Kevin, I see holes in his game, Lee, and that is a reference to the fighter Kevin Lee, who uh, oh, okay. has become somewhat of a meme on Instagram for saying that he sees holes in Khabib Nurmagomedov. Oh my God, not this again. Nurmagomedov's game. Khabib, uh, who's, who's like, yeah, who's like an undefeated champion, and Kevin Lee's like, oh, I can beat him. I see holes in the, holes in his game. And then Kevin Lee was losing to much less successful fighters, so it be kind of like he became a joke. And this guy writes. Follow me for the best MMA MMA memes, please. Thanks. And the guy, as shocked as it gets, that's that's his uh, his IG account. Writes back. Um, Kevin's memes have holes in their game. <laughs> it, it's just one. It's a dumb name. Like two. It's just really tacky, especially in that community, to post in someone's comment section begging for follows. Right. It's like, hey, like. I mean, the best way to do it is actually make really good content and send it to those people, have them repost it, right. and which they're happy to do because they're always looking for content. Um, and then you're going to get way more followers than that, and it's not, like, sad and pathetic. So he's, like, ribbing him a little bit. And then I wrote, I was not impressed with the performance of Kevin's memes, which is a, a <laughs> reference to George St. Pierre, who yeah. famously in a post-fight interview. George St. Pierre is, is Canadian. He's like the just like the nicest, gentlest guy. You talk about how, how he gets so nervous before uh, fights and everything. And I think they must have told him to trash talk. They're like, yeah, George, we need you to like hype this, this fight up. So if – I think it was Matt Hughes. If Matt Hughes wins, you need to go into the oct- octagon – and you need to trash talk and like set up a fight between you and him. So George goes in there and he's like, in his Canadian accent, I'm George St. Pierre. Uh, Matthews, I was not impressed with your performance. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so I just, you know, so we're just like having, you know, poking a little bit of fun. And this, this Kevin, I see holes in his game league guy goes, I know, writes to me, like, uh, I know your mama likes my memes. Oh, God. Which. It's like, oh no! What do you do? So first of all, it, you didn't even make a good mama joke. Like, um, you know, there's there's plenty of ways that you could have made actually made like a, at least a passable mama joke, but you didn't even go go that far. And then you made a a, a your mama thing. I'm like, all right, okay, like knuckles cracking. Hold on, let's see if I can get that on. All right, <laughs> motherfucker, it's on. Let's go. <laughs> um, so so I, I wrote back. She doesn't have dementia yet. If that happens, I'll be sure to point her your way. And then he, this is this is weird. So so weird. So he goes from your mama joke. I'm like, all right, I'll roll with that. And he goes, dementia is a loss of memory. Therefore, your incoherent response doesn't make any sense. And then I wrote back to him, 
damn, I must have dementia too because I went to your page and I can't, or I already can't remember what any of your memes were about. <laughs> and, th- and then I, and I also just had to, to set them straight. I was like, by the way, dementia uh, is not just memory loss. It can include like loss of judgment, de- uh, depression, anxiety, and poor decision-making. Um, and then this kid, this kid, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, okay, this is, this is done, right? Like, he, you know, he, he's just getting thrashed a little bit, but you know, I, he's an MMA fan. He does not know when to quit. He's one of those guys that sees an MMA fighter just getting like beaten senselessly. I was like, it was an early stoppage. He could have kept going. He wasn't yeah. out cold yet. So he writes back, bruh, your posts are trash. I was expecting quality after you throwing shade my way. See you at the top, partner. Uh. And I wrote back, you get him, kid. I'm predict- predicting you'll be at the top the same day Kevin Lee wins the belt. Very good. Very good comeback. It it, it goes on for, from a little bit like that, but it... it I, I, I literally, I got to the point where I was like, I just wrote my group chat because I was, I was basically doing that for their, well, my amusement and theirs. The, I, I found that interaction because I've been posting it to the group chat because they get a kick out of me roasting their followers. Um, and then I finally was like, all right, this kid's probably 12 years old. I need to stop before I send him to therapy. Like, yeah. I think he's getting like, act, like to me, this is all funny. Like he seems to be getting like legitimately emotionally upset fuck okay i feel like i crossed the line um and that was that was just to wrap that whole thing up where i can enjoy talking shit in the right circumstances but i feel like on social media it is so easy to overstep that line uh which i do sometimes and i'd much rather do that with some dumbass mma fan who's begging for follows to his shitty meme feed than do it to some like fighter who's probably been told hey you need to like promote your 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 social media like your social media is really important to your career and they have like weird like body image issues and i i sort of i feel like almost every female fighter has had gone through some sort of like abuse or trauma or something like you don't usually just say ah i'm like just gonna become a you know i'm a woman woman but i'm just gonna become a cage fighter because like my life is perfect and everything's going great um so I I'm, I usually tread more carefully there. Sorry to bring that back around. Um, some of the other answers uh, for what weird thing you'd make socially acceptable if we could on Reddit were um, asking a potential employer what the salary for position is before jumping through 50 hoops with all the application interview process only to find out the pay is crap. Yeah, that, I, that happens. That has happened to me. Like a lot of these guys like want you to send semen samples and then you find out like, seriously you guys pay what i made like 20 years ago like no thanks um, so, so so just out of curiosity what so what is the uh the going rate for gay porn now that's what you're applying for yes no 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 sir. is it how, how what's is it is it hourly or is it salaried uh, or is it per job i think it's per job but yeah uh, like when you say per job do you mean like blow job rim job or per sure. shoot I, you know, I've always wondered that. Like, porn stars, do they actually have, like, a different fee for every service they perform? Or? It's, it's, it's a union, union job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, another answer was calling out customers for being rude. Yeah, that's a good one. You should be able to tell motherfuckers, like, hey, dude, you're being a dick. Um, dude, dude, oh, wait, 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 hold on. We got to talk about that. Have you? Well, so first of all, I think other customers should should – 
do that because that, that's one where I, I will do it. Kind of going back to what we were talking about memes, like if someone's being an asshole online, I will um, I will I will follow that meme trend and kind of like keep it to myself. But if someone is rude to a cashier, that is when I will hundred percent speak up. Because I know the cashier really can't say anything, and they probably want to. So I'm like, I will fucking do it. And that being said, did you see the the infamous twisted tea clip? Yeah, I did. And then I've seen like a million memes of it as well. So yeah, that was that was a good one. Like that guy was. Can, being can a you dick. describe to the listeners what like what happens if they haven't so seen it? So it's like a convenience store in like fucking Kentucky or somewhere, some mid. I forget where exactly this convenience store is. Like a Circle K, and a guy is. At the, at the register paying for something, but being obnoxious to the cashier, the guy working the place. Another guy in line behind the rude customer has like a big tall well, can of twisted tea. Well, he's not. He, d- describe bo- the, both of the people because okay, so both the, the, their skin pigmentation and their stature plays I, into this. I believe. I believe the one being rude is like a skinny, tall, white kid. If I'm if I remember the thing correct. Correct. And then. Yeah. I don't recall what the re- the cash register's ethnicity or anything was. I don't I don't think I paid close enough attention to to that. But the gentleman in line, I believe, I don't recall 100%, is ethnic. He's either black or Hispanic, right? He I it, it looked like I mean it, it's it's um you know, a phone clip it's a little bit grainy. He looked like he was he was black. Okay. He was he was definitely a, a thick like right. muscular gentleman. Right, right. Uh, not to get too stereotypical, I was like, I was like, dude, I swear to God, I saw that guy when I was playing G- uh, Grand Theft Auto. Like, <laughs> okay, like he <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like because a little bit of uh, of. He had a hoodie the, the, whatever, on, right? whatever, whatever, like racist part in my brain is there, and just to be fair, I feel like there's like, like a little racist part in all of our brains. Like we sure. just. We are kind of like programmed to, to see things that way to a certain extent. Sure. And like that that clip definitely flipped it on. And I was like, fuck, like this is some GTA shit right here. Yeah. And that's probably what made it because because then explain what happens. So the, the 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 skinny white fucking obnoxious customers like fucking telling the registered guy off. And then the the ethnic guy drops his can of twisted tea on the floor. Like, I don't know if it was like accidental or whatever. He like he like he fumbles it. The rude white kid then proceeds to not only be a, continue to be a douche to the registered guy, but also kicks the can of twisted tea of the of that guy in line. So the guy in line was like, "Fucking, he had it up to the up to well, here." Well, there's 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 one other very very important part. I don't know if you can hear it clearly. Uh, the 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 white kid calls calls the guy with the twisted tea the n word. Okay, no, I didn't get any audio. I just saw like a gif of it. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, so so first of all, he calls he calls him the N word. Okay. Um, which you're already asking for it right there. That's already gotten. I mean, venom. At, at that at that point, yeah. I mean, the, like, I, I'm trying I'm trying to think. Like, I remember Louis. I think it was Louis C.K. They were talking about um, the the N word where where someone was like, there, there, there was someone who was saying was really really upset because they they called a little person a midget, and they're like, like midget is like the N-word for little people. <laughs> and the comedian was like, no, it's not, and I'll tell you why. Because you're saying midget. Right. But it, you won't even say the N-word. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, no, and it was, you know what, no, Louis C.K. was a different one. He was talking about 
um, how you, you he did not like the N word, and he he was like, I don't even mean, you know, I don't mean the word. I'm gonna say, should I? Can I say it? Do no, I? Have a, do I, have a, I, I? I wouldn't. Come on, dude. I would. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. How about this? If I were black, I would give you the blessing, but because neither of us are, I would. I would just say, let's steer clear of. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and, and the problem is, I'm not Louis C.K., so like he just said it because what he was saying was he was like he's basically the whole premise of the bit was the N word, the like the, the actual phrase the N word is just white people getting away with saying the actual word. Right. He's like, just don't say it. Um, anyhow, so that kid, that, that, kid, that kid uses the N word, and he then the N-word. and then and then he says he's like. He basically taunts him to hit him with the T. It was the kid's idea. Right. Okay. I didn't hear that part either. So yeah, the uh, the ethnic uh, African American apparently guy picks up the can of twisted tea off the ground. He like palms it with one hand and just fucking smashes it over the white kid's face. And like the kid goes flying, you know. But yeah, I've seen a I've seen a bunch of different memes of it since then. So, so I, I think I think really what why this this is sort of what ties all of our things together. I think what should should be socially acceptable is if someone you calls uh, a someone who's you know is black or, or really basically if anyone uses the n word, you should be able to smack them in the face with a can of twisted tea. Sure, why not? I think that should be a hundred percent. Like that shouldn't even be a crime. Like you should just get. Like a uh, five dollars off at the Circle K coupon on your next your next uh, next visit. No, your your you know, your next purchase of Twisted Tea. This this right. episode <laughs> of the podcast has also been brought to you by Twisted Tea, the preferred tea for smacking racist pieces of shit in the face. Twisted Tea. There That's are on the spot. There there are like there's yeah there's a bunch of memes of it online. I I'm not gonna dig any of them up, but they're they're all funny. They're all good. Look them up. Next next ask question. Reddit. Next ask Reddit question is, congrats, you just got a new job writing negative feedback fortune cookies. What predictions <laughs> and advice do you dispense? Oh, my God. So, you know, so so it's basically like, like because uh, when you get fortune cookies, they're always incredibly generic. Positive, um, uplifting, and generic, yeah. A, a bright ray of light will shine its way into yeah. your life. Your hard work will your hard work will pay off soon enough. Would it would it be awesome if they were kind of negative but they were like weirdly specific? So it's like the 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 case of hemorrhoids that you get in the next year will go away sooner than you think. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn it, fortune cookie, don't put that on me. Like what the hell? It would be bad if you actually had hemorrhoids and you opened it up. You're like, how the fuck did they know? <laughs> These things are real. <laughs> the ones that I came up with were: uh, you think twenty twenty, you think you thought twenty twenty was bad. Twenty twenty one is going to be even worse. The the start of it will be for sure. Oh yeah, it'll be bad. We're still we're still going to have the the after effects of all the holiday travel fuckers spreading the virus. Well, I mean, we've I, I think we've passed three hundred or three thousand people dying a day. Um, sure. Like, I, well, actually, I did want to ask you about this. This is, this is kind of a weird uh, spot in the podcast to do it, but I mean, I, it sounds like things are getting like really grim in LA. Like, yeah, just- they, uh, I, over the, I think over the weekend, uh, locally here somewhere in LA, 
um, certain hospitals were actually rejecting ER, like 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 ER ambulances. There was even lines of ambulances, and at a certain point, like these hospitals were like, "Sorry, we can't. You got to go to another hospital or something," because they were just yeah, you know, ambulances. Like I said, ambulances were in line. Um, all the pe- there's there's like it doesn't sound like there's any um, beds available for treatment. So like people out here kind of kind of fucked. Don't get shot over the holidays. Don't do yeah. that. And that's this is the situation that I was most worried about, where, where it's like, yeah, like in terms of fatality, like COVID, it's not good. And a lot of people who are completely healthy still have like long term effects after they like quote unquote recover. But the problem is COVID does need treatment in a lot of cases. People do need to be in the ICU. And if the whole fucking IV- ICU is overrun with COVID people, then. Yeah, like if you get like shot, if there's a heart attack, if there's like anything else, then those people can't get treatment. And you have this weird cascading effect where I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. And then on, to- on top of that, um, fuck, what was his name? Uh, there, it, it's, not, it's not even just like, a, oh, you're 80 years old and you have like five cancers and a bad heart valve and, and then you get COVID and you die. Like there was... Um, there's a congressman who who would who would want, just won his election. He actually hadn't even been seated from uh, I think it was Louisiana. Who who was yeah he he died of COVID. What was his name? Uh, Luke Luke Letlow, um, congressman elect from Louisiana, dies of COVID complications. He was 41 years old, survived by uh, a wife and two children. It's like fuck, man. Like it, it it's it's just a weird situation um where it's some people it's pretty minimal um i don't i don't want to say it on air but like uh like a, a mutual friend of ours and his roommate both got it and the roommate was older than him and and had, had like virtually it was basically asymptomatic had no side effects and uh the the, the younger of the two roommates got a little bit worse where it's like fuck like it does it does not make sense and we're st- still not on a great path to uh, to have a handle on this. I mean, those vaccines are great, but the distribution has been a lot slower because, um, you know, it, re- it required a lot of management and planning on the federal level, which we didn't get. And it's gonna it's gonna be really like I said, probably till summer end of end end of yeah. summer that we start to kind of get a handle. So it's like fuck, like so. Wow, so we, had this, a, like, fu- a, we, we had this fun, like, yeah. nice segment you where I was like... You it down, you bastard. What, what, let me, what, let me what, just sabotage this whole thing. What negative, what negative fortune cookie uh, or advice would you dispense? You 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 did it. You did it. It was your fault. Twenty Because yeah, you, you were like... It didn't specifically say anything about COVID. It just said you thought 2020 was bad. 2021 is going to be worse. That was I was general. I didn't I didn't mention COVID. You know what? I don't want to I don't want to do downer fortune cookies. I want to do like brutally honest fortune cookies. Well, some of these are funny. Some of the Reddit ones. So I'll let you. So do your- so my my fortune cookie would be one of your friends is talking shit behind your back. Fuck them. They weren't a friend anyway. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, that that other- one's real. It's like uh, oh yeah, for sure. Some of these are, are are very very funny. Like this one is like best used by January two thousand seven. <laughs> uh, another one. Uh, the only consistent factor in all the failures you've endured is you. <laughs> that that see I like that one too. That one is that, that is like a brutally honest, but it's it's it is real. Uh, um, there's another really really funny. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no! Here you say you say the next one. That the the that last one. The the only uh, the comment the common denominator in your failures is is you. That reminded me of something. But you say the next one, and then let me get on. Uh, that. Well, I can go on. There's a lot of good funny ones. This one's a. I like that. This one was good. You're ugly on the outside too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just. I don't like that one. That's just mean. Uh, Piece no. of shit. It's funny. All right, I I could go on. Like I said, there's a bunch that, of good funny ones. That reminded me. Um, of uh like I, I had been I told you I've been thinking about like um little little bits of stand up and stuff like that. So like I'm still mostly on premises. One of the things I was thinking though, or there there are a lot of these sort of metaphors that just hide shitty behavior. Where have you ever have you ever heard that saying like you get knocked down nine times and you stand up ten? You never heard that? I've s i have see and I see Wait, you back get to, knocked down nine times, you stand up the Okay, well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, something like that. I, I, I heard something about the, fighters love posting that. So it's supposed to be inspirational, where it's like, yeah, you get, you just like keep getting back up every time, and I, and that's the quote. It's like you get knocked down nine times, but you stand up ten times. Where I'm like, one, you, you can't do math. Like, <laughs> if you get knocked down once and you stand up once, then you're standing up. Like, how are you gonna get knocked down nine times? stand up and then stand up another time like right. you're like you just you're, you're you're you get knocked down you stand up and then you're up and then someone's like what are you okay are you having a seizure like what's happening you're like no, no i'm trying to stand up a tenth time yeah. um but the other part and this is the part where i'm like like man like why are you falling down so many times <laughs> like like maybe maybe the real saying should be you know, fall down four. T- oh, that was it. It was fall down and fall down nine times, stand up ten. It's, it's so the real thing should be like maybe like fall down four times. Really examine your life and the poor choices you're making. Realize you have a problem and roll in a twelve step program. Stop dra- day drinking and stop falling down. Yeah, because a lot of people. Um, going back to that, that it's like it's it's you know the common denominator is you. They're, you know, they'll be, they have that thing, well, I'm, you know, I'll fall down, but I'll stand back up. It's like, yeah, maybe you have to examine yourself and why you keep falling down because it's you fucking something up and you're not changing your behavior. Uh, and that's what made me think about that because, um, you know, posting a, a, a little inspirational quote might make you feel better, might sound good in the moment, but taking a hard look at yourself and realizing the shortcomings that are leading to you continually fucking up is a lot tougher. Yeah. And I, and I'm really trying, I think that would just barely fit on one of those little fortune cookie things. So that's mine. <laughs> the, the writing that whole thing that, that I just said, it's like in really, really small type. That was good. Like I said, there's a lot of other good, I was reading some of these other ones that are pretty funny too, but go look on Reddit, figure it out. Read them here for oh. yourselves, damn you. Oh, and you know what though? That actually segued really okay. well into the next thing that I, that I wanted to talk about. Right. Um, let's see how long we can, we can get into that. Uh, but I, I just, I did want to talk a little bit about new year's resolutions. Um, Ooh. cause they're, they're fun. You, you get all excited at the beginning of the year. Oh, I'm going to have, I got this resolution to do this thing. That's going to make my life better. And I'm going to lose weight. And then my dick's going to grow five inches. And, um, don't don't set that as a, a New Year's resolution. I, I did I did once. I tried to make it. It was very painful. It doesn't work out. I 
you know, three inches tops, five inches is too much. <laughs> um, but to, to, in all honesty, though, one of the reasons why people's New Year's resolutions fail a lot is because they don't know how to actually goal set. It's, it's, it's kind of like a learned skill. Um, maybe not it's a skill, maybe skill isn't the right word, but, but it's a concept that, that if you don't understand the concept, you're probably setting New Year's resolutions where you are setting yourself up to fail. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I, as we've talked about before, you know, I was a college coach. Uh, I learned a lot about goal setting in an athletic context because people make the same mistakes in setting athletic goals that people make when they're setting New Year's resolutions. And so we had like, I had sports psychologists talk to our team. I read a lot of books, you know, and they started out as sports psychology and then they just became books about, um, you know, business and, and management. And all of them had these, these, these very, very clear messages about how to goal set. So um, let me, let me pose it to you this way, Armando. Let's, let's talk about it in a sports context first and then we'll, we'll loop it back to New Year's resolutions. Cause I think it's easier to understand in sports. So say like, you're a, uh, a, a sophomore in basketball, right? And you're, you're on the bench. Um, you think maybe if you get a little bit better, you can sophomore in high school or college. Let's say high school. Okay. Sophomore in high school. I got pimples on my face. I got braces in my teeth. I want to bang the cheerleader, but she doesn't even know who I am. Yeah. There's, there's like, like zero percent chance that's gonna happen. God you damn. want to, you want to bet. You know, it's not even that you want to bang like the like the alpha, like super hot, like top of the pyramid cheerleader. You want to bang like they're like kind of like awkward <laughs> friend that they talked into to coming because they needed one more to have a full squad, and she's like on the bottom row, like back of the pyramid, just Dude. being like, "How the fuck?" Like I had to squeeze into this goddamn uniform. Hold I on. feel so I- awkward, and you're like, you're like, I will take that one. So I act- <laughs> and she's like, "No, you don't have a chance." This is this is very very close to real for me because I well first I wasn't on the basketball team, but I did have pimples. I didn't have braces, but my teeth are all fucked up. But I I was with a cheerleader, but she was like, she was like the more um, I'm gonna put it nicely, the more voluptuous of the cheerleaders. <laughs> So this hits she, a lot closer to home. She was the think. bottom of the pyramid. That's Probably, I, I yeah I explained it. Yeah yeah probably. She she one day she's like she's like um guys I I know I'm not you know as as glamorous as you all or like whatever but um it would really mean a lot to me if just one time I could be on the top of the pyramid oh no and they're like they're like all right like what what's a good what's a, what's a Marina we're gonna call her Marina oh dude I dated a girl named Karina but it wasn't the same girl. And her they're daughter, like, her daughter's uh, name was Marina, but that's a good. They're like, all right, all right, Marina, like we'll try it out in practice and see how that happens. You know, we'll see if it, we will if we can do it in practice just once in the game. We'll let you do it for you. Um, and and they did. And then there was like three broken collarbones, and like the cheer <laughs> squad had to go on hi- hiatus because Marina like crushed uh, crushed all, all the girls in the bottom of the pyramid. So that's so you're so you're dating this bruiser. Go on. Dude, no, I saw. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to interject. Okay. You were telling the story about me being a pimply sophomore in the basketball team while I had date. I, I, I said nothing. That was that was all your baggage that you're bringing into this story. But so anyhow, you're a sophomore in the basketball team in high school. You know, if you got a little bit better, um, you know, you think you think maybe you could become a starter, and 
what, like what what do you think would be a good goal for for that that player in that situation? He's a bench warmer, but he's got to be a starter. I think he could be. He think he thinks he's close. Okay, so uh, a good New Year's resolution would be to shoot um a hundred take a uh, practice a hundred shots per day for the rest of the year. Okay, so that 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 is a pretty good goal. I give you a, a on a, a an F minus to A plus scale. I give that an A minus. Yeah, I think that's an A minus goal. Okay. So so just, so just be clear. A lot of a lot of kids in that situation will be like, my goal is to become an NBA All Star. I'm not kidding. Gotcha. Um, that's like so like that. Okay, it's not even like I want to become an NBA All Star. They're like, I want to become the next Michael Jordan. I'm going to become the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. I'm going to star in Space Jam Two, and <laughs> there is we're going to finally be part three. Space Jam Three, yeah. There's a Space Jam. There is a Space Jam Two. I, I think it's in the works or it's been made. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it out? Because I have to end this podcast right now. And, I think it is. I got more important things. To, okay. Well, so this is <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but like, so like, some some of them like the goals are completely unrealistic. Um, so, so that that's a problem. A lot, but a lot of a lot of people would be like, would be like, well, I want to become. My goal is to become a starter. That's also a very bad goal. That's that's the end result. That's what you want. But your your goals need to be process driven as opposed to outcome driven. So becoming the starter might be the outcome, but it's like what do you have to do in the process to get there? So um you, so that kid so you said you said shoot what did, you said shoot a hundred take take a hundred shots a day. Um so that's so that's pretty good. And we're we're gonna, we're gonna get we're gonna get to how we can make that an A plus goal. You know, so so become saying becoming the starter is still not a very good goal for that for that kid. Maybe it's like oh, like my biggest weakness in my game is shooting, so I need to become a better shooter. So some people might just say become a better shooter. That's also a bad goal. That's that's a that's another outcome goal that's going to lead to the final outcome you want. But it's still it's like how do you become a better shooter? Um, and and so, so you did a good job. You identified something in the process. How do you become a better shooter? Mm-hmm. You shoot more shots. Awesome. But you, you want to make it even more specific. Okay, 100 shots a day. You, you need to have a sp- specific time. Like when are you going to do that? And, and also what type of shots you're going to make. So if you look at your schedule and you say, okay, you know, I've got classes – from this time and they end here and there's going to be like, you know, say it's still the, still the fall or something. So I've got this, this extra school activity and I'll have to go see my little, you know, I have to look after my little sister after, you know, after school on these days. Okay. So Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, I'm going to have time at these hours and I'm going to shoot a hundred shots. And then, Oh, I know I'm worst at three throws. Like coach is really big on three throws. So I'm going to shoot 53 throws and I'm going to shoot, you know, 23 pointers and I'm going to shoot uh, 30 mid-range jump shots in this specific time frame. Like that, that's much better because you've, you've, you've identified specifically when you're going to do it. You've identified times that are convenient and you know you're going to be able to do it. So it's not like, oh, okay, well, today I just really don't have time. And then you break the pattern and you don't end up fulfilling your goal. And the other thing, this is the last thing you said all year. That's tough, right? And a lot of people will set set these these long 
long goals where it seems like, oh, like I'm never going to get to the end of it. I think it's actually, this is, this is my personal opinion. I think it's much better to set shorter goals. So, so instead of a year, you're going to do that for 30 days, right? And then at the end of 30 days, you can see where you are. Oh, maybe I'm, I've improved a lot and I'm going to readjust that goal. Maybe I'll shoot a little bit less and I'll work more on my conditioning. Or maybe you're going to look at, okay, wow, that was really easy for me to handle. I didn't have any trouble sticking to that 30-day schedule because I made it really um, achievable. So now I'm going to do the same thing, but four days a week, or I'm going to shoot for 90 minutes or something like that. And you can readjust. It's much better to set a shorter term goal that's going to be achievable in the immediate future and then set a new goal. Because then you kind of get yourself some momentum. You feel good. Oh, I actually like achieved it. It happened quick. You can see some tangible results and you're not waiting to the end of the year to figure out, could, could I do this better? And it's also, it's also a lot. If you know you only have to do it 30 times instead of for a full year, it's, it's, you're a lot less likely to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to skip today and I'll, I'll do it the next time. Okay, Does I'll that make give, sense? I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a real world, very common New Year's resolution and you can tell me how to, I guess, modify it to the way. Okay, yes. so a very common New Year's resolution for a lot of Americans is, I'm going to lose weight this year. Like it's like a that's probably like 75% of people say I'm going to lose weight, right? And it never happens. Yes. So what how would you modify that resolution or that goal? So okay, so there's so there's a, there's a couple of things. So first first of all it's kind of like a no know thyself sort of thing. You got to mm-hmm. you got to figure out the way things work for you. Um like so like for, for like for me personally, I'm very momentum based. Um so if, if I, if I, you know, sign up for something like for me, it might be as simple as, you know, sign up for, well, okay, probably not for 2021, but like sign up for a gym membership or, you know, I might just say sign up for rec basketball over the winter. And that's it. That's the only goal because, because the way I work, I know, oh, if I sign up for rec bas- basketball, I don't have nearly the amount of conditioning I would need to be able to play even in a shitty basketball league. So I'm going to get to rec basketball. I'm going to be really embarrassed that I can't run the floor the way I want to. And I'm playing against, you know, fucking kids 15 years younger than me. <laughs> I'm going to get pissed off and I'm going to start working my cardio and I'm going to start running and I'm going to do sprints. I'm going to do all this shit just so I don't feel embarrassed at rec basketball. And that would be all it would take for me. It would be that one. So I might, I might just say sign up for rec basketball and that would be enough. Um, so for, for a lot of people, it's going to be a little bit more similar to that that um, high school player where it's like, okay, I need to set, you know, it's, instead of saying I want to lose weight, which is an outcome goal, they're going to have to set a process goal. Okay, on, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to, you know, which are, I, I'm going to set specific times that work with my schedule to do something that will lead to me losing weight. Um and then, but the second part though, where I think a lot of people fail, and this is where I was like, well, you gotta, you gotta kind of know yourself. If it, they set the goal Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to, um, 
spend 90 minutes on the treadmill at, a, at, at well, again, we're just, we're just, we're going to, this, this is a hypothetical universe where like going to the gym is a thing, sure. but that was one in the past where people, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to spend 90 minutes on the treadmill. Only problem is they f- fucking hate going to the gym. Running on the treadmill feels like you're in some sort of like weird, like uh dystopian slave labor camp and you hate it. <laughs> that's not a good goal for you. Like you need to figure out something that's actually enjoyable for you and you're going to want to do. And if, and you know, or, or at least something you don't hate. You want to figure out like the most enjoyable form of cardio and then set that, have a firm time and, and have it process based. So, um, for like for, like for, for me, like one of the, one of the things like I, I like having destinations, um, you know, I like having like a, like a something I'm trying to achieve. So, so <laughs> this is going to sound like a weird one, but like one of the goals that I, I set was, uh, I, 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 I'm, I want to be able to eat ice cream twice a week. Mm, um, I like ice cream and to be fair, also, I was not eating like fatty, like I was, I was eating like coconut milk ice cream that had relatively low sugar. So it wasn't quite as bad for you as, as like just Ben and Jerry's, you know, uh, complete sugar rush but i was like the, the you know the two times that i want to eat ice cream i the i have to physically run to a store that is three miles away and then run with it back with the ice cream before it melts if i want to eat that ice cream <laughs> and i can't i can't have it unless i do that so like for me i built in like the two days that i was going to do it the time i was going to do it i had a, a reward system like a thing i wanted like i like i like eating ice cream it like lights up those little <laughs> mel- yeah, uh, little centers of my brain We're like oh like it's like you you want you want some you know uh some cocaine or would you like ice cream i'm like i will take the ice cream thank you mm. um i i do not by the way do not try to snort ice cream i've tried it once it doesn't work it's not as not it, through the mouth is the ideal way to to take that into your body but so for me it was like i was like kind of raring to go it wasn't even a function of oh fuck like all right like my time to go running is up like i want to i'm gonna have to like make myself run i'm tired it was like even on the days when when i had that where it's time I'm like fuck like this is my two times to get ice cream in the week all i gotta do is fucking run three miles and run back and i also had to run back pretty fast because at that point it was like I think it was like in the like the low fifties, so it could melt. Maybe high forties. So I'm like, I got, I actually kind of f- have to book back, or my ice cream's because that did happen once. I took too long, and the ice cream was all fucking melty. I'm like, God damn it! Yeah. So it's like I built in the specific time when I was going to do it. I'd given myself an incentive, and I, I, I kind of imposed not an artificial time limit of I have to run this fast because you know of progress and goals and losing weight. I'm like, I have to run this fast. Or the thing that I wanted is going to become useless. So it kind of hit all the different points. And and that was, again, just sort of knowing me, knowing what motivates me. And it was like I was looking forward to those two times a week because I got – it was just like this is my go get ice cream day. And when I actually got fast enough and I was getting back and it wasn't melting, like I felt like I accomplished something. So that would be like a more specific targeted way to uh, to, to goal set. Gotcha. That all makes sense. Do, yeah. Do you have a New Year's resolution? Well, I wanted to try to come up with 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 ones, um, and and I didn't. I, I didn't because I, I I do think it's also important to set one that's going to be 
productive, where it's actually going to kind of like help you in your life. So there's a lot of things I was kicking around, but, um, I I felt like I've been, I've been talking too much. Is it, was there anything that you wanted to, did you have any, any resolutions or anything that you, you were thinking about? Again, it's, it's because 2020 sucked and a lot of our activities came and went, disappeared. 2021 we don't know what's in store for us so it's kind of hard to make a new year's resolution when you don't know what's going to be available and not available to us but i would like to run at least a half marathon in 2021 if they become like like public ones not like i've seen some people post like they've done a virtual 5k or like fuck those those are fuck those are fucking real suck my dick like i want to run a real Half marathon where, like, you know, where you have to sign up, you got to pay a fucking registration fee. There's, like, hundreds of people running there with you, whatever. Uh, but that's going to be weird because we don't know what 2021 is going to be like. But I do want to run a half marathon. Maybe I just do it on my own. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, so, I, so probably <laughs> probably um, choos- choosing a, uh, a resolution that could be impossible because of – that. that would be, like – that would be like if I if 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 my my resolution was like I want to open my own franchise store, I want to open a local blockbuster video. It's like well, <laughs> I want to I want to open up a a thriving uh, nightclub right now during uh, COVID times. Yeah. Oh my good lord! I I was talking to a friend, uh, and he was like he was like well. Like I'm doing this, this like kind of like, uh, it was like a demolition job where he's like, I'm making like the money is okay, but I'm really not that into it. And like, I really, I just want to do something I'm passionate about. And I was like, well, what, like, what are you passionate about? He's like, I don't, I really want to like own like a small bar. And I was like, well, yeah, right now, <laughs> this, probably, yeah. I mean, in general, that's just not, that's, that's, that is a, a very risky endeavor. I mean, like most bars don't make it past like a year or two. Yeah. Um, like the restaurant industry in general is just very volatile. I'm like, yeah, the, in particular, maybe maybe not the, the time and climate to do that. Try try a different resolution. I I think you're you, you've got the right idea though, right? Like so, you once once uh, that is back on the table, like running a you know a a uh, running with a lot of like sweaty mouth breathers on all sides of you yeah. is like a, you know, a viable option. You want to be ready for that. So yeah. like, how do you think, like, what would be a way for you to, to build up to that? That would like well, so work right, for, for so your, so your mindset. I'd like to think that I'm kind of sort of already working towards it. It's a matter of sticking to the, to the plan. Right. I've been running five miles every other day, except for this week because it's been rain. It was like it's been raining crazy out here. Like it was fucking thunderstorm and shit. Like it was, it was, it hailed one day, like pretty bad out here in Southern California. Yeah. So, um, so I'd said for me to be to stick to the running the five miles every other day, three, that's three times a week. And at a certain, at a certain point, I might have to up that to like maybe seven or eight miles. Like just keep gradually increasing that, that output. Um, but, but that output needs to be consistent. So like, so like I said, I, I, first I was starting with three miles every other day, right? I built up to five miles every other day. Now that I've been doing that for a while, I think eventually I'm going to do seven miles or eight miles, like I said, then go to 10 until I finally work my way up where I'm running consistently a half marathon every other day anyway. So that when a time comes to actually run like a live public half marathon, if we ever get you know, there again, like if, if, uh, 
if the country opens up again and we actually do those things ever again, then I'll have already, at least in my mind, like be mentally prepared to like, okay, I do this on the regular already anyway. When it's time to go live and do it in public, I'll be that much more prepared. I'll have all the, you know, right equipment. I need to get new, I need to get new running shoes. I need to get new Under Armour sweat proof stuff. Like anyone wants to buy me. I was kind of trying to hint to my family, like, because <laughs> my birthday is a week before Christmas. So I was kind of giving them hints as to what kind of shit to buy me. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you should buy me some, you know, running gear, whatever. And of course, I didn't get any of it, but it's okay. I got some other cool stuff. <laughs> but <clears throat> the idea is to have like all my equipment ready, all my, not that you need a lot of equipment, but all my, all my gear ready, get the conditioning there, get the mental side of it, you know, get myself mentally prepared. And then when I have to do it, it'll be, it'll be like, like nothing, you know, it'll be part of, part of it. So I, I know that there's also, um, that there are some like apps out there. Like there's, I think it's called like couch to 5k, but they also have longer, longer distances that, that can help you with the, um, like kind of like a, a training regime. Yeah. Um, I, I've got a question for you though. How, when you, you say you're running five miles, um, how, like how fast are you running that? Like very, very slow, very, very slow. I think it's between 11 and 12, uh, 11 and 12 miles per minute, per 11 and 12 minutes per mile. I must have that <laughs> 11, 11 or 12 miles per minute. Holy no, fuck. No, no, no. Goddamn between, Sonic the Hedgehog been, over here. Yeah, I'm I'm not running it very fast, and I'm also running it. Wait, like, wait. I, I have a. What, what, what would be the name of, of the the Mexican Sonic the Hedgehog? If there was like a Mexican like knockoff, would it be Hector the Hedgehog? No, that's my brother's name, and he's slow. It'd have to be something different. It'd have to be. Uh, I don't know. Damn, it'd have to be. You got. I got to come up with a good one now. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I forgot there was a Looney Tunes, and it was like, really like kind of high key racist. Remember. Um, Pe- Speedy Pe- Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. There you go. Yeah. So like, that he was he was an almost exact Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, you got me Speedy, thinking. Speedy Ramirez over here. Fuck you. Twelve, 12 hey, miles a minute. You got me thinking. Uh, back back to what initially Space Jam Two is close to being finished developing. It's actually going to be I think a short miniseries or a movie, uh, starring LeBron James. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, all right, like this, this who who's the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron thing is really getting out of hand because LeBron's like, all right, fuck you, Michael. I make yeah. Space Jam as well. I'll yeah. make Space Jam. And the, the other thing is LeBron James is a surprisingly good comedic actor. Um, and I don't know if there, there's a movie you probably didn't see because uh, Amy Schumer was the, the quote unquote star of it. Uh-huh. But. It, there's a movie called Trainwreck starring oh, Amy yeah, Schumer. I did, I did see that once. I did. LeBron I did. was the funniest fucking part of that whole movie. He was hilarious. I thought John Cena was funnier, but I don't remember LeBron in it, to be honest. They were, they were both very good. They were both. I mean, the the John Cena part was more. I, I he he did a a good job um, with the, with with uh, the dialogue they gave him, but I really felt like it was the dialogue and John Cena being uh, attracted to like like guys that was the funniest kind of the funniest part it kind of just the humor was was intrinsically funny lebron made what they gave him funny anyhow um Uh, can i uh is it wrong of me to like dislike amy schumer like is it bad is it like no why i I just i just dislike her i don't well 
I, I think so. So here's the. I think that movie was good. I enjoyed that movie. I, I dislike Amy Schumer's comedy. Yeah. And I dislike the per- public persona. Like she might be a completely different person, sort of off off camera, off mic, whatever. But she's stole a lot of her comedy bits. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the way she changed them to try to like pass them off as her own were even particularly funny. Uh, and I and just just the the public persona that she she kind of pushes in talk shows and all that sort of stuff just seems repugnant to me. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm on board. Like, I I I think that whole thing. Oh, women can't be funny. Is like really dumb and sexist. No, but I, think I also think there's women there. who are not funny, and that's like fine. There's like a lot of like male comics who are fucking assholes and stole material and are also not funny, and you can call both both of them out. That's fine. Yeah, I don't think Joe Rogan is funny. You know, he had like a good joke I remember once. Um, I I think uh, like women that are funny to me are um, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, uh, Jenny McCarthy, like. Um, what's the other Kate McKinnon? I think Kate McKinnon is funny. Like there's some women that are funny, and then there's a lot of women that are doing comedy right now that are mm-hmm. hot, that are like hot. That are like if you were to prioritize the hotness yes. is number one, the comedy is number two, and they happen so, to be in the public. I, I, I can tell you exactly what they're doing. They're they're doing the the Sarah Silver Silverman imitation. I'm I'm kind of hot, so I want to get attention right, right. now. I'm gonna yeah. just talk about like my vagina and yes. make raunchy jokes and try to shock you. And it's like, ha, look, I said something that's vulgar, but I'm also kind of hot. Like give me attention. Yeah. They're, they're not funny to me. Like to me, I'm like, they, I hate to use the word disgust, but they disgust me. Like, like the other chicks I just mentioned, those girls are funny. Like they're fucking funny. I'll, I'll watch them do some shit. You know, they're, they're funny to me. So, so the biggest recommendation I can give, uh, and I think it's out there right now, was was the Michelle Wolf has a Netflix special? I don't know who that is. I I know but that's, that's why I'm telling. That's why I'm telling people. And I will I will give you this disclaimer. It it take it took me like 15 minutes to like get over the quality of her voice. Oh, she has no. a very kind of yeah. But once some of her jokes are hilarious, and she they're actually they're just the pre- presentation. And I've heard even like even other female comedians try to do that sort of material and it's just like bad and cringy. And when she did it, it, it was just funny. I recommend Michelle Wolf huh. for sure. And that's one where uh, part of the reason I'm recommending her too, because I've heard a lot of people say, Oh, well there's no funny women. And if there are funny women, they're lesbians. I'm like, no, that actually does track a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she she is uh she is a a as far as I know a heterosexual female who is a very I think a very funny stand up comedian like her, um, you know I don't I'm not saying she's like, uh, prime Dave Chappelle you know level or anything like that but she's good enough let me put it this way she's good enough where Dave Chappelle has been through the whole pandemic doing these shows like out in a fucking cornfield in Ohio. Uh-huh. And he's just had comedians come and like live with him and do these shows. And she was one of the ones. She was like on the Dave oh, okay. Chappelle like cornfield tour. Crazy. Um, and so I, Michelle Wolf, ra- definitely recommend her. Just listen until you get over the quality of her voice. Trust me, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already cringing because I, I think initially when I, when you say cringy voice, I think of like what's that other comedian girl, uh, Kate Micucci? She's got like a high pitched, squeaky kind of. You never heard of that chick? She does music stuff. 
Like yes, in uh, Garfunkel and Oates. There you go. Yeah, she like her voice kind of like ah. Eh. Nails scratching yeah, chalkboard. It's it, it's it's rough. Um, but okay, back back to the, oh, but and by the way, Michelle Wolf, avid runner, she would just destroy a, a half marathon. Yeah. Um, I'll get there. It'll be a while. For for tangible advice, I think there's two ways to go, and this would be it, it would e- it's it's either gonna be. I think for I think for you, because and this is kind of knowing me trying to think about the way you work. I think if you get a uh, a more structured training plan, uh-huh. like you're actually like if you have that in front of you, like a, like almost like a checklist, like you're disciplined enough where you you can't you will actually follow it. Um, so so that is one option. So it could be one of those apps. It could be uh, I mean there's there's a lot of materials. I think you need to either physically go and get a, a program for building up to to a marathon and follow it or or half, sorry a half, half marathon. marathon but eventually it will be marathon i'm thinking like a two two to five year thing it'll be to do a marathon but you know we'll see this is the other more extreme option you you could do this i, I think you could also you, you pick a you pick some place that you want to go to that is uh so what would it be it would be um you know Seven like and a half. Si- Six and a half miles. Yeah, six and a half. Yeah, six and a half miles away, and you 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 run to it as much as you can, and then you run back as much as you can, and just see how far off you are, and you just fucking do you just do one by yourself, and 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 recognize and this is actually really um, an important uh, mindset that I think is a little bit different. Don't don't worry about like shaving. 15 minutes off your time, just, just make your goal to, to finish it no yeah. matter what. So if yeah. you get tired and you have to stop and walk for a little bit, do that. Like if you, if you end up walking the last four miles, that's fine. Yeah. Um, that, and that was one of the, the really sort of interesting things to me. Cause I, I, I read a book called born to run. Um, and it's just about how kind of baked into our DNA, like as humans is, is this ability to run. Like we our our, our biggest evolutionary adaptation is, is our brains our second biggest is our uh, is our basically like our hands and our shoulders and our ability to throw projectiles and then our third biggest is our stamina regeneration like mo- i don't know if, if this makes sense but like most animals can't sweat um like so our, the ability to regulate our body temperature is actually pretty unique so and this was this absolutely blew my mind. So apparently this was a thing like on the savanna in early human history. They would they would do what's called endurance hunting, where you know it would be it would be several humans and they would single out like a you know a gazelle and like the little herd. And usually it was one that say it had like a weird black mark on it, so you could identify it. And they would just keep chasing after the gazelle, um, and and every time it, it had to stop to rest because gazelles have to stop and they have to sit in shade and let the, their temperature come down. And obviously they can run way faster than humans, but we can run way, way longer than them because we can sweat and cool ourselves down. And they would just keep chasing after this thing, never letting it stop to rest until it would just overheat and fry itself and just fall over. And that was how they kept, they would, instead of Jeez. catching <laughs> it or killing spears. Yeah. So like this whole thing in Born to Run was like, there was this idea of it's not, don't worry about how fast you do it, worry about finishing. And in these ultra marathon races, women have a much, much higher percentage of finishing. Like when I say ultra marathon, these are like, you know, 60 to like 120 mile races. 
uh, a much higher percentage of women finish them because a lot of the guys will in the early stretch of it will worry too much about their ego about trying to be first you know going out yeah. super fast and they'll tire themselves out and they'll drop off and the women are just they just have more of this mindset of like i'm just going to keep going i'm just going to keep pushing through it so like way yeah. higher percentage of women finish these ultra marathons i was like okay um if you if you so i, I think either get a a set training plan that you can follow or or two just fucking do do a half marathon doesn't matter how slow doesn't matter you it doesn't matter if you walk a big part of it just to do it and show yourself where you have to get and i think that will give you some motivation moving forward plus you'll be you can say oh i did a half marathon i was slow as fuck yeah and it's kind of embarrassed uh, i can do like i said i do five miles on the race not a it's 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 no big thing now there's only one time where i did more than that actually there's been a couple times where i did more than that recently like two three years ago maybe um I had stopped running for like a month or ago, a month out ago, or maybe it was two months. I was like, "Fuck, I got to get back into running. I want to see how far I can run right now, nonstop. And if I fucking fall over and die, I fall over. I fuck it. I ran from here. I say here in 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 uh, in Whittier where my folks live. To do you remember Pioneer and Beverly? No, because you, uh, you were okay. Well, it's 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 a distance. I ran there and back, and that was about nine miles and change, nonstop, mm-hmm. without stopping for, you know, not, no no walking, none of that crap. Ran there and back, and I remember getting back and thinking, oh, shit, I can do more, but I just stopped. I just stopped because I was home. Like, I was like, what the yeah. fuck else am I going to do? That was, you're, you're, I think, I don't know who that was. Someone just what? opened your door, walked in, had, had like, a, like a wide-eyed, like, oh, yeah, look, maybe and, my- then, and then slowly closed the door. Female, male, who? Male. What, what? Uh, my brother or my nephew? I don't know. I don't if know. if it is your, it could have been your brother, and he just has put on some weight since I last saw him. I don't know. I I didn't see anybody coming in. Um, like I said, my they're celebrating my mom's birthday slash New Year's. Thing Mondo, today. there's a Mexican ghost in your house. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I I I'm pretty sure my output can exceed like the whatever nine miles right now if i were to if i were to if i were to just do it and just go and non-stop i know yeah. i could do it um i've never really like like i said pushed myself to see how much i can do mm-hmm. i've never like gone to the point where like okay i'm done i'm broken i need to stop like the last time i did that i, I just i stopped because i was here i was at home i was like fuck yeah. i ran there and back well i was i was i was happy with it um, especially having gone like literally like cold turkey, you know. I think this is kind of a weird situation, being that you are running. Like usually, it is like setting like a very short term achievable goal of, okay, well, you know, I want to run a half marathon. I haven't been running, so you know, for two two weeks, I'm gonna run. You know, run a mile, walk a mile, run a mile, walk a mile on these days, and then you kind of build up whatever. Honestly, I think for you you're I, th- I feel like you're setting all these things up okay well i have to get the right shoes and i have to get this equipment and i've got to get my time up and i got i'm like you know what I, I i think you're actually close enough to achieving that goal like i think physically you can do it i think for you it really might be like dude just don't 
put all that other extraneous shit aside. Like, yeah, that, that'll help you a little bit. It'll maybe it'll make you a little bit faster. Make, forget all that shit. No, it's and not, just, it's just, not about, it's not about Ma- fast. It's Mondo. about comfortability. Here's what happens is Mondo, Mikey, a, Nike, just do it. No, no, no. Here, here, here's, here's what I notice when I, like, when I run now, I run with, with like, I, I run with clothing. I wouldn't run a, a half marathon in. Which mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like I run with like heavy sweatshirt. So I'm sweating a lot. Sure. I'm running with shitty running shoes. You know, if if I were to run like if 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 this my goal is to do this thing, I'm gonna do that thing right. I'm gonna run with a fucking headband, so I'm gonna get sweat in my eyes. You know what I mean? Because there, there's moments where I'm running and I'm getting like I'm getting sweat in my eyes and it just makes the run uncomfortable. But I push myself to do it, so I know I can do the half marathon. I want to eliminate those little. Your mind plays tricks on you when you run that. You know what I mean? Your mind, your mind tells you stop, stop, stop. Like you want to make any little excuse to fucking just quit. That's what you hit a wall, um, runner's wall or whatever the fuck they call it. I forget. Yeah, what they but call. this is what I'm saying. You, you've already said that you've never hit that wall. Yeah. So I'm saying, if it's something real small like getting a headband, just just I'll order you a headband as soon as no, we get off I, this podcast. I, I, can, I can. But like I said, I was joking with my parents or my sister and my parents. Christmas gift, like, hey, my Under Armour, you know the sweat-proof, breathable things that absorb? Uh, yeah. Uh, so all all the ones I have now have holes in them. I can go out to the store and buy them. I can afford them. It's just like, hey, my birthday was coming up. Buy that shit for me. Like, <laughs> I, one less thing I would have to buy. I I think, I honestly think just set, set a time, like, two, two weeks in January – you know, into January, two, three weeks into January, set, you know, set a time and a date when you, you know you're just going to have the whole day open. Yeah. And say, I'm going, you know, I'm going to go from point A to point B, which is going to be whatever, six and a half or six point, six and three quarters miles away yeah. and back. And that's it. Like, however long yeah. it takes me in this day, if I have to, you know, if I, if I run six miles and I get real tired and then I have to walk the rest of the way, I'm just going to do it and just fucking do it because... I think, um, I think you're 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 getting caught up a little bit in in the, the brain crack mold. Uh, the first guy to ever do, to ever really do like vlogs, like video casts, video logs, was this guy named Zay Frank. And one of the videos that he made that really I identified with that can, you know I can that that spoke to me, I felt like he was speaking to me. I felt a little personally attacked. Was he was talking about brain crack and he's like. You know, so like somebody um, who followed him asked him, "Do you ever worry you're going to run out of good ideas?" And his response was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, co- you know, constantly worried that I'm going to run out of good ideas, and I'm not going to have another good idea to do for the rest of the time I make these videos." And he's like, "You know, the way you don't run out of good ideas is you don't execute them. You just you just hold on to them like brain crack, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've got this great idea. And then if I do this thing, it'll make it even better. And if I do this thing, it'll make it better. And then once I get this and that and that, then it's good. And, like, and you just you just hold on to ideas, and you're telling yourself how great it's going to be when you actually do it, but you never actually execute the idea, and that's, that's how you don't run out of good ideas. And he's like, fuck that. I like to just... And then he had like a song. I, I'm not going to try to sing the song, but he's like his his thing is like I just execute those ideas early, and maybe I do a really shitty job at it the first time I execute it. Like maybe I I don't fucking know how to run a half marathon, and I had shitty shoes, and I go super slow. But the next time I do it, I'm going to be that much better, and the time after that, I'm going to be that much better. I think and- you're misunderstanding. Okay, look, 
I can physically run the half marathon with the shoes and the equipment I have. Yes. I'm not saying that's the Do problem. It. Look, <laughs> hold on. Let me finish because you're 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 twisting it a little bit. I know I can do it with the equipment and the gear I have I have yeah. now, right? Yes. I want to be able to do it without yes. having those little mind little fucks along yes. the way. It's going to happen. I'm going to do it. It's just I want to be able to eliminate those excuses. I I can do it. I will be yes. I I will be able to do it with the shitty shoes and the shitty equipment I've got. I'm saying to make the the run a little more enjoyable, a little more like have those little uh mind fucks along the way of the run eliminate yes. those that's what i'm saying i understand what you're saying and that's why i yeah. said like set set a time and date two three weeks maybe three weeks into january when you're gonna have the whole day open and you, that you've got so that means you've got three weeks you got you've got like a, a a set time where you can you can eliminate as much of those little things as you can in three weeks but then it doesn't matter maybe you, you didn't get the the perfect running shorts or you got you got the headband but you don't have the shoes whatever whatever it is at that point it doesn't matter you're going it's going to be what it's going to be and go go see what your limit is cuz if you've never hit that limit it, it it's going to be so much harder to gauge where you where you are and you just need to either run a half marathon or find out where that wall is for you yeah. i think that'll be helpful for you mentally cuz like i think you're you're so Worried about, and I'm I'm speaking to someone like I I did do a half marathon with like tendonitis and a sore hip, and this that and the other, and I just I I built I did and I built up to it over the course of a month, and I started where I was just walking and, and I finished it, but like I don't think it's as hard as you think it is. Yeah. Well, so hold on. Let me just to to, to on top of what you're saying. Um. For for a while, when I was living in Long Beach, I was running on the regular consistently every other day, just like I'm doing now. And so was Matt Remquitz, uh-huh. one of our Lancer brothers. He was also running on the regular on his own. And then one day he called me up or emailed me or forget how exactly it transpired. But he's like, hey, dude, there's a Long Beach 5K. You want to run it together? I know you live in Long Beach. You want to do it? I was like, hey, fuck yeah, let's do it. So he came over like the night before, the morning of or whatever. And um, we ran out together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like it wasn't really a race at all. Like for me, it wasn't like I'm gonna try to beat him or he was trying to beat. We were just running, and um, I guess he didn't pace himself well enough. Uh, cause he he was like he was like kicking my ass the first whatever mile two miles of the of the of the five k, and eventually he slowed down enough where like I had caught up and then surpassed him, and I actually beat him on the five k. Again, it wasn't like I was racing him. It was just I, I happened to finish before he did by like a minute or two or something. I forget how exactly it happened. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> a few months later, I continued to just do my, my own little three, five-mile runs, whatever. A few months later, he had like prepared himself to run a half marathon. And he did a half marathon. He told mm-hmm. me, dude, he's like, dude, you can do a half marathon. I know you can do it. I go, yeah, I probably can. But I was at that point, I was kind of like just comfortable doing my three to five. It was just kind of like. I'm just doing exercise just to do exercise. Um, again, now now it's like a it's it's like an it's a shorter term inter, uh, uh, intermediate goal for me to actually do a half marathon. It'd be nice if it was one of those public ones, but if not, it's not no big deal. I'm gonna run 13.1 miles or whatever the hell a half marathon is. And you, usually, I'm I'm all for short term achievable goals. And usually it's, it's very small incremental things that are going to build up to your end goal. 
Uh-huh. And I'm saying from everything you've told me, you were in an unusual situation where you're you're ready to get to like you're you're you don't you can skip all the process like you've already actually done most of the process yeah. you need to just skip to the end goal and stop worrying about the rest of it and worst case scenario you do it you get really tired and you 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 fail at it that's actually a good result because then you know exactly where you are but I from what you've told me I would almost guarantee that you you can finish a half marathon and it might mean that you have to walk some of it that's fine just that the, in some situations where if the thing that you you want to do if you have a goal and it's like immediately achievable then you just got you just got to you just do it just yeah. don't don't worry about the rest so that's what i'm saying like um i think for you figure <laughs> out that date set a It'll hard happen. date on this day you're going to do it and then you know make make a li- a priority list of of the things that you want, because I, because I understand where your mind's at. You're like, oh, I want this and I want that. Make the priority list of things ba- based on how important they are and also how how hard slash expensive they are to get, and check off as many as of those as you can by that date. And then whatever you've got, you're just gonna ro- you're gonna roll with it. Like you can you could literally do a half marathons barefooted in jeans. Like I don't recommend it. It would suck. You could yeah. do it. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I know I could do it with the stuff I got. It just would suck. I'm trying to eliminate the suck stuff is all I'm not saying. You could, you could do it barefooted in jeans with like big like streaming like nipple tassels coming uh, off and like a giant rainbow afro wig. And you just – and you you would probably catch hepatitis if you did that at Venice Beach. But you could do it and you would also fit in and you would make new friends at Venice Beach. They'd be like, you're one of us. You've come home to us. No. Don't want to see that. No. No one wants to see that. Venice Beach is a strange, strange place for people who have not been there. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure people, well, people already know what Venice Beach is, Bustle Beach and all that nonsense in the 80s, craziness. It's still kind of crazy. I don't know about right now with COVID stuff, but it's still, do you remember that? I don't. I feel like like COVID like caught diseases from the people at Muscle Beach. Like COVID like tried to infect those people, and it was like, holy shit, what is going on? Did you ever scared and ran away? Did you ever watch that short-lived show? I forget what channel it was on, but it was called The Freak Show. It was like, it was it was like a it was a reality TV show. Um, with with the really real life like freak show people. Like there was like the tattooed man, like the lizard man. There was like people that had really weird freak show like attributes and they all lived mm. in this one house it was like nope. it was like it was like uh what was that reality tv show where they lived the, the real real house house the one on mtv what was that called uh real world real world it was like real world but with freaks well that that house that freak show house is actually i'm not i'm not understanding how that's different than the real world well no but yeah exactly um that house was actually on Venice Beach now, or it had it was. Oh, I don't know if it still okay. is. So, any any tourists would walk up and down uh, Venice Beach. They could actually go check out the house and those weird people that swallow swords and breathe fire and all that weird shit. Let let me let me loop back. I I you know what I'm I'm not gonna go on a long thing about my uh, my New Year's resolutions. I because I just realized you you've got a heart out in like 13 minutes. Yeah. So, so I, I thought a little bit about mine. I just wanted to actually get your advice on what, what you thought, because I, I, I was thinking um, the, the the two different the two different uh, um, paths. I was thinking. I guess there was three. I was thinking either doing trying to do something one for my career, two two for for uh, just sort of social enjoyment, three for um, 
maybe maybe content for the podcast. Okay. And th- and th- these were the actual kind of resolutions I was I was thinking about. Like the first, the first one for my, my for my business, like because I, I I closed um my my flooring business. I just sort of let the registration lapse. I did I wouldn't want to keep paying insurance. I wasn't getting enough jobs, and I kind of realized like oh I never want to get myself that dependent. Like I want to have more options just in, you know just in case um i don't know i was gonna say in case there's another pandemic but I, I i just felt like 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 flooring was a little bit limited and i i felt like i was a little bit trapped when those lockdowns happened because people weren't doing as much flooring so i'm like if i want to keep in that direction then i'd want to uh i'd want to have a broader business i want to make it renovations in general which is a little bit tricky because to do a renovation business you really should be a general contractor because of insurance reasons. And yeah. I was doing a lot of this stuff that you're, that I'm, I'm advising against you doing. I'm like, well, I'd have to get my general contractor's license and then I could get the better insurance and I could get this and that. And then when I looked at it, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I could Just start a, do it. <laughs> I could start a renovation business. I would really have to scale down what I offered. Like we couldn't, I couldn't completely do basement remodels because you need to get those permitted and I can't do this and that and the other, but I could, I could, I, you know, I could do a sort of stripped down renovation business and I would have to, I could, I could get, uh, I could get insurance for like Candyman insurance. Um, and that's oh, stuff handyman. that I, pop- I, I, I heard Candyman and it registered after a second and I go, Oh, Handyman is what he said. Candyman insurance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Candyman insurance. Go ahead. In case I'm injured in the process of killing someone brutally, I need to be insured. Candyman three times in the mirror. I've never seen, but but so I could I I, so I could get handyman insurance, and I could I could it wouldn't be as good of a business like the business model is a little bit fucked, but I could I could do something that would be that would be one. And if I was going to do that, my 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 New Year's resolution goal would just be to register a new business name. That'd be it. That's pretty easy. Um. But once I had the business name registered, then I know the way I work. Everything else would follow. Yeah. Um, that was that was one. Do you have a name in mind already yet, or, or still have to sort of? I liked restart renovations, but then so there's something else with a very similar name. So I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to go with that or not. Um, you should call it Just Do It Renovations. <laughs> just just do, do it. Just do it. And then I get sued by Nike. Um, probably. probably, but I would have that handyman insurance. I don't know. <laughs> no, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman insurance. Um, that was one, two. I, this, this is this is a, this is a weird one, but I I had had somewhat of a social life in Denver when I first got out here, and then eventually I was like, this is just too hard. Like, you know, we'd we'd go out. Like I was, you know, I was meeting people in like, like rec sports leagues or, or uh, when I was training a little bit, stuff like that. And we'd go out and I'd always have to dip out early. Cause I'm like, I we're hanging out like at a, a bar or restaurant. Like I can't sit down. Like it's physically painful. Yeah. And I just got frustrated. So I just, I just stopped like hanging out with people in Denver, trying to meet people. Um, and then the friends I made were like in these, like, you know, it was all in the, the online space, which is a little bit depressing. And it's like, wow. I was like, man, I'm kind of at a point where like, I want to, spread my spread my wings it was great reconnecting with you but it'd be nice to meet someone at denver wow this is a terrible time to do it and (laughs) this this is gonna sound weird but but i i i like reverse engineered a way to meet people and this is like my own like special stupid way of doing it but i was like oh if i 
if I wrote a, a a screenplay for a short film, uh, and I and I, I'd have to see how they did it, but like there was a bunch of short films and even like a full length movie that came out in the pandemic where people were making their parts remotely. But if I if I if I wrote a screenplay and then I like cast people from Denver, like the Denver area to play the parts. Uh-huh. And we made it, even if, even though we weren't actually all in the same place, like I'd end up meeting people who knows what would come from that. And they'd probably be kind of people like weirdos in the creative space that, you know, like I'd want to meet anyway. Yeah. I realized, okay. So if I just set a goal of, I need to spend an hour, um, you know, on five different days working on this, even if I don't finish it, fine. That my only goal is to spend an hour on, you know, every Monday for five weeks working on this screenplay. I'm like, I know knowing myself, I'm like, oh, if I, if I got even enough of an idea, if I just finished the outline of the screenplay, then I want to, I definitely would end up finishing the whole screenplay. And if I had a finished screenplay, I would like, then I would do all all this other shit. And at the end of the, the end of the thing, even if I did not meet anyone from Denver that I actually wanted to hang out with, I would have like fucking made a short film. Like that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. That was my second idea. And then the third idea was um, I the one time I've ever set a New Year's resolution that failed was was I wanted to perform stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do it now though. Well, not exactly, not in a tra- traditional f- format. Um, and when I did it initially, I did the exact same thing that I counseled against of instead of saying, "Oh, I'm going to work on writing material from this time," or and and I was like. W- it was way too broad of, oh, I'm just going to do stand-up. Well, it's like, oh, well, I have to figure out where to do it, and I have to get material. And then, oh, I have material, but it's not as good as it could be, and I got caught up in that. So, yeah, I can't – I cannot do stand-up – I don't think I can do stand-up, like, in a traditional venue, but fuck just, that. Like, like the first part of stand-up is just, is just sitting there, like, working on it, writing. Um, so the, the third idea I had was for – Five weeks in a row on the podcast to have we could have our own Kill Tony segment where <laughs> okay. I have to do it doesn't it wouldn't have to be necessarily exactly one minute like in Kill Tony where like they buzz you off but like a short you know one to three minutes maybe um, which is hard it's very hard to get get even one minute that's good and then you could critique slash roast me on it um, I could do my or, best or, or, or give me advice I mean. You're sure. uh, you're easily as funny and good at comedy as Tony uh, Hinchcliffe, the oh yeah, the top young rising comedian. Yeah, for sure. That's what I've heard. He is the top young rising comedian. So that that was that was the, those were the three ideas I had though, and they're all kind of very different. I wanted to see if you had any thoughts or advice or suggestions. Also, how I could make the goal better. I haven't but, seen uh, since pandemic kind of started. I haven't seen. I know Kill Tony's been he's been doing a show anyway. Obviously, mm-hmm. crowdless. I don't know how well it's been going. Like, cause yes. part part of the part of the Kill Tony aspect is he's got a crowd, so the crowd laughs when something's funny. They don't laugh when it's not funny, and then the, you know Tony and his guests roast whatever comedians up there. That works when there's a live show, when mm. or when there's a live audience. When there's not a live audience, I don't know how successful the show has been. Right. So I don't know. We could try. Uh, we could try. Uh, I, I'm also not. Uh, oh, the, the, okay, so maybe that's not the best one then. I it would be hard because I am not Tony Hinchcliffe. As much as you think I'm the top young rising comedian, I'm probably not as funny or as cl- critically uh, accomplished as 
as Mr. Clint Hinchcliffe. You know, he's, yeah, he's you're not ripped. that young at this point either. No, I'm fucking older than. Yeah, I'm older. I'm older than shit, dude. I'm halfway to eighty. Fucking sucks. That's although although sorry, I, I, I <laughs> you look real sad there for a second. Um, <laughs> in the comedy world, actually, like forty is really there. There's comedians that have started their careers after older than we are. Like they first started yeah. and they're incredibly successful. And then yeah, there's guys like Louis C.K. who who uh, weren't successful until they were much older. And he was actually really bad when when he was younger. Like his com- comedy sucked. It wasn't until he got old and jaded and and. Uh, you know, he jerked off in front of a bunch of people. That's actually, that might be, that could be the other goals. I need to, I need to masturbate in front of people so I can get, that's how it works, right? Like Louis C.K. Like, yeah, you, you, you try to it. work comedy. You're not good. You masturbate in front of some women and then you're funny. You got a Joe in front of some, some gals that you barely meet online. Like some, like, I don't know how online dating works right now, but maybe you're sending them instead of like dick pics, like Joe, Joe pics. Like you just rubbing one out and send them that and see, see what they, what they think. That, that, I mean, that could, that's a two birds with one stone. You meet new people and you get better at comedy like Louis C.K. There you go. Okay. So that's, that's going to be plan, plan A. Um, and then, and then for plan B, out of the other stuff I thought, would you, do you have any, any advice on what, what I should, I should go with? For what? For the because uh, I I do want to have a, a resolution. That yeah, the the, the in career, the month of January I will be able to achieve the career one's easy. Like you 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 know that when you set those little goals and you accomplish those little goals, the long term thing will happen over time, right? So that's easy. That's doable. Like that's like that's like you telling me just do it. Like the 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 handyman. I mean, Candyman insurance one. Like that's easy. Just just do it. That's 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 not hard. You can do that in a virtual space. It's just baby steps, and you know you can do it. I mean, I know you're capable of doing it. You know you're capable of doing it. It's just a matter of kind of getting your butt up and doing it. Uh, so so with the health stuff, it is a little bit more yeah. complicated than that. I mean, so, so that, that, that was the only hesitation. Probably the reason I haven't done it yet is um, same as the other, the other business. I would have to do pretty much all the labor myself. Yeah. In the beginning, and I don't know if I can physically do that or not right now. Well, that's a th- that's the one luxury you have with businesses. You could choose which jobs to take and which jobs you can't take. When you get in- when you get enough bombarded enough with enough requests for shit, you can be like, okay, I can do that. That's not going to cause me a lot of pain. Or I I choose to decline. He's hey, you know what? I can't do this job. Um, I think having a good network too of other handymen, other people that are. Good. I mean, you you know this because you did this by trade for a while. You had you had like guys that were really good at, for example, Windows. So you know who to call mm-hmm. when you need to get that job done. You know what I mean? Like so. So those guys might be good references for you. Dude, I I know I know Ralph the plumber, there you who go. is a strange little man and would tell me about his mother and his <laughs> seventeen girlfriend. No, I'm not. This is all real. And then. And then how about how he has 17 girlfriends and he's going to move to his house in Puerto Rico and he's got to tell all the 17 girlfriends that he's not going to be with them anymore. And he's trying to like cut them out one by one. But then he hadn't moved to Puerto Rico yet because his son was supposed to move into his house. And you you, you do was, develop some was, weird relationships in this trade. Was Ralph a little crazy or did he actually have sex with 17 girlfriends? He didn't. I, I, <laughs> I never met. Forget I didn't meet 15, 16, forget about 17 of the girlfriends. I did not meet one of the girlfriends ever. Ah, gotcha. Um, I, I think there are 17 women that Ralph 
knows and may send texts to and may not be aware that they're his girlfriends. Gotcha. Like, like he might have like fixed someone's plumbing and then keeps texting them and they're like <laughs> too polite to tell him to stop. And he's like, "It's this is my girlfriend now." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am but, the captain now. <laughs> he's like, "I am the captain of your vagina now." So, so, so you think that one just register a new business yeah, name? I, I mean, I guess, I guess. And look, and here's here's one thing that you kind of I don't know I don't know what it's really like, but anytime you get you want to get something done with the city or the municipality done. It doesn't happen like overnight. Some of it does happen overnight, but some of it requires a process. Like you have to wait. Oh no, that happens. It happens to me. It's extremely easy. It's like $22 to register a business and it's done. It's like, it's, it's, it's like all online at this point. So it happens immediately. So if it takes you 20 minutes to do it online and $22, just fucking do it. Like that doesn't just get it out of the way. And like I said, you might not have a shitload of jobs flooding in at first. No, right? I, I well, that's, that's the problem. I, again, I'm worried about too too many jobs, and there then you, go. you get to pick and choose which ones you want to take. Just say sorry, I can't, I can't do this one right now. I'm too busy. The people that have worked at my folks' house, like the kitchen, that when the when they did redid the kitchen, they've done they've redone the windows, they've redone the backyard patio. There's been a couple renovations they've done to this house, some major, some minor, but every single one of those contractors, like. They've had to get two or three quotes, and some of them will be like, you know what, I can't do it between this time and this time. Mm-hmm. I might, I might be able to do it, but it won't be for, it won't be till June. They might, the the customer might say, you know what, I can't wait that long. Thanks, but no thanks. Or you can just be, hey, you know what, I can't do this job. I'm just not skilled enough in this part of it yet, and I don't want to do a bad job of it. You can, you can pick and choose which jobs to accept. So. This this is this is what 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 I'm here. I, I I'm not very. This is a weakness of mine. I mean, I, had, I ran into the same problem of um, when, when I started the last business. Like very quickly, I got book solid because I can make a website. I can be very presentable and and uh, you know kind of put a, a good foot forward when I'm going for an estimate. Yeah. And despite the fact that I was like way less experienced than probably the other people they're getting bids from. They're like, oh, this guy can like sounds like he really knows what he's talking about. Like, I don't feel insecure about having him work in my home. And like, oh, look, there's a nice website. It must be legit. I swear to God, yeah. if you just have a, a fa- like a really clean looking website, people think you're legit. So I, I got a lot of jobs really fast, and I was very. I, I didn't didn't want to ever turn them down because I'm like, oh fuck, this is like good money. And then I yeah. did end up working too much. I think I think that's all kind of. This, this, falls under a different version of the stuff you're you know, I was I was chiding you for of like that's all things you can worry about that's great but nothing nothing really hurts me from just registering that that name get, getting the business registered coming up with the name so and I like will I do said, that you, you know what you know what your physical limitations are so if something if something's really back breaking or neck breaking like where you're going to be cranking your neck a lot just say sorry I can't do this one I just I can't I, I think I think that all all falls under a bridge that I can cross when I come to it and not worry. Worst comes to worst, I register a new business name and I spend twenty two bucks and that's and I don't do anything with it. But fuck it, I might as well do it because then uh, you'll do I'm it. gonna have the impetus to do the rest of it if I need to. Yeah, I already then, have that one step done. And I, and I know you'll I know you'll take jobs. You just you just got to be able to say no when you when you see something that might be. And fuck the money part of it. Like money's always good, right? But don't make money the priority. You got to think of your health. Your health is the priority here. Having a I will, nice little side I will of income. Cr- I will cross that bridge when and if I come to it. Yeah. And I'm going to just take that one first little baby step and go from there. Yeah. Done deal. Good podcast. And 
I think I think we say peace out. Yeah, yeah, we had some more to go, but I had I had told Aaron before the pod, I had a hard out because well, for one, it's New Year's Eve. Also, it was my mom's birthday yesterday, and we couldn't really celebrate it because she had to go to work. So we're deciding that she has the day off, that we're celebrating her birthday today, and also celebrating New Year's Eve early before it gets too out of hand. So um, next week, we will catch up on uh, on uh, other stuff and what we didn't finish this week, which was uh, what's new on Netflix, maybe? I don't know. I had a good idea for one, but we'll see. Maybe I'll make it better. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us. We appreciate it. Have a good, safe New Year holiday. Don't shoot guns at people in celebration of New Year's because you never know if you might end up going to the ER and getting uh, rejected from the hospital. So be safe and don't overdrink. Bye-bye. And and this is the part where our theme song that I haven't written yet plays and you get all happy and excited because you're like, God damn, that was a catchy theme song. Wait, is the theme song going to be at the beginning or the end? Both. Oh, oh shit. Okay. All right. It's, it's Mondo. This theme song that I haven't written yet that's sort of in my head, it's that good that you want to hear it twice. Gotcha. <laughs> twice is twice as nice. All right, guys. See you next year. Peace out, Degenerates. See you next year. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.